section twenty three of the inheritance by susan edmonstoon ferrier this librivox recording is in the public domain volume one chapter twenty three since in the toils of fate thou art enclosed submit if thou canst brook submission aeschylus when gertrude awoke the following morning from a feverish and disturbed sleep her mind like the broken fragments of a mirror presented only disjointed and distorted images which she vainly endeavoured to arrange and combine into one connected whole hideous dreams were mingled with no less hideous realities and confusion only became worse confounded in the attempt to separate them at length she opened her eyes and beheld her mother sitting by her oh mamma cried she speak to me tell me what has happened last night was it oh was it all a dream compose yourself gertrude answered mrs st clair whatever it was it is now past think of it no more impossible i can think of nothing else i must know i implore you to tell me at least this much last night mr lindsay oh tell me did he not rescue me from the grasp gertrude interrupted her mother in great agitation of what use is it to talk or think of what is past it is distressing to yourself to me it was then even so i now remember it all their high words their threatening language and that man hush gertrude hush again interposed her mother you know not what you say yes i know it all he dared to assert that he had a right over me he the husband of my nurse to dare to claim a right over me and her voice was almost choked at the thoughts of having been subjected to such an indignity but mamma surely this was this must have been a dream i know it was and she gasped as she spoke when he appealed to you you oh you said it was so i know i must have dreamt that and she looked wildly and eagerly in her mother's face but mrs st clair remained silent oh you did not you could not speak of engagements of entanglements of i know not what yet strange and dreadful words of that import still ring in my ears tell me only tell me it is all a dream gertrude this is agonizing to yourself to me repress in mercy repress those feelings i will i will cried her daughter in increasing agitation only say you did not so traduce me as to sanction the horrible belief that i could be so base so vile oh how it degrades me even to utter it as to have plighted myself to a menial compose yourself gertrude i cannot talk to you while you are in this state well i will i am composed making a violent effort to appear calm while her frame trembled with the violence of her emotion now only say that you my mother did not so calumniate me but no you cannot cried she again giving way to the impetuosity of her feelings it is no dream i heard it all i heard you you my mother assert that man had a claim to me and i believe i was mad at that moment did i not throw myself at my cousin's feet and implore him to save me did i not cling to him in agony while that man would have torn me from him gertrude i would have spared you the repetition of your folly your madness i would have spared you the painful recollection of your broken promise your injurious distrust of me i warned you of the consequences of disregarding my injunctions my entreaties my commands but all were disregarded what right have you then to upbraid me for having told you the truth 
no you did not tell me the truth you did not tell me you were leading me to insult to degradation say not that i led you but for your own pride and folly all would have been well had you remembered my warning and not provoked the person it was your interest as well as mine to have conciliated nothing of all this would have happened but your absurd outcry reached mr lindsay who unfortunately had been enticed by the beauty of the night to take a moonlight ramble and who hastened to the spot unhappily at the same moment when the other advanced but the worst is over mr lindsay is a noble-minded honourable man and we have nothing to fear from him he has promised to be for ever silent on the subject but what oh what must he think of me exclaimed gertrude in an accent of the deepest dejection be assured he thinks nothing injurious of you yet that man dared to assert that my father had given him a right to me he the husband of my nurse no i will not i cannot for an instant live under such a sense of degradation i must seek mr lindsay i must tell him it is false and she attempted to rise but sank back on her pillow overwhelmed with the force of her emotions for heaven's sake gertrude do not give way to these transports cried her mother everything is now settled the object of your alarm is already many miles distant never more i trust to return why then dwell upon what is past when it can be productive of no good come my love for my sake try to forget it all forget it repeated gertrude forget that i have been exposed to insult to degradation and by my mother that i never can forget no do not forget it cried mrs st clair bursting into tears treasure it in your heart's core let all my love and care and tenderness be forgotten let your duty your obedience your promises be forgotten but do not forget this one unfortunate action record it proclaim it and then let me end a miserable existence shall i summon lord rossville and the family said she with affected calmness putting her hand to the bell to hear you denounce your mother time had been when this appeal would have produced its intended effect upon gertrude but her feelings had been already excited to their utmost and she felt too wretched herself to have much sympathy to bestow on the author of her wretchedness she therefore remained silent mrs st clair repeated the question i have not deserved this replied gertrude coldly but i am still willing to obey you what would you have me do mrs st clair embraced her and would have coaxed and soothed her but she shrunk from these demonstrations of affection and again coldly asked what remained for her to do i would have you appear if possible at breakfast my love if you do not lord rossville will insist upon sending for medical advice and will make a talk and a bustle about you which may excite speculation and surmise and anything of that sort had better be avoided at present you will therefore oblige me my dearest if you will endeavour to look and be as much yourself as possible and now i shall leave you to make your toilette while i change my dress for i have not been in bed all night i have watched by you gertrude and that not for the first time gertrude was touched by this proof of her mother's solicitude and all the recollected proofs of her maternal anxieties for her in her childish days rushed to her heart and with the returning tide brought back something of tenderer kindlier feelings yielding as she always did to the impulse of the moment she received her mother's embrace and the scene ended in a reconciliation End of section twenty three